Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuccio.com with another episode of Geopat's NowPod Pomo, National Podcast Posting Month. Every day this month, crazy podcasters like myself will be posting a podcast episode. That's 30 episodes in 30 days. And I am happy to report today is 24, day 24 out of 30. We're almost there. Oh my goodness. There's more information about NowPod Pomo in the show notes, so feel free to dig into those. I'll give you that address very soon. All month long on Geopat's NowPod Pomo, I'll be doing a range of experimental catch-up episodes of previous guests from all of the seven Geopat's podcast network. That's seven different podcasts you can check out at stephfuccio.com forward slash podcast, or honestly, the easy route is just to go into your podcast app, type in G-E-O-P-A-T-S, hit enter, and then ta-da, they should be there. So yesterday, we heard from Antonella Moretti, author of Parsley and Coriander, the book Parsley and Coriander, and about her reflections on what she's been up to since the first time we talked to her on the Geopat's Books podcast. We'll tell you a little bit more about what we're doing today in just a second. But first, I do want to let you know that we have two specific goals for this month, for November 2020, for the entire Geopat's podcast network. Goal one is to reach 100 downloads a day for this only used in November feed. The other podcasts that we have are updated more regularly than just in November. So so we're using this as a way to boost all of the podcasts, not just this used during NowPod Pomo podcast. How can you do this? I wrote out a social media post for you. All you have to do is copy and paste it into either Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you are copy, paste. It has all the hashtags and everything. Word of mouth is the best way to share the joy of a podcast. So if you like anything that we're doing here with any of the podcasts that we're revisiting this month, or if you've listened to the Geopets, the the different Geopets podcasts throughout the years, I'd really appreciate you sharing that on your social media feed to help us reach reach that goal of 100 downloads per day by the end of the month. Ah, by six more days from now. Okay, so our second goal is monetary. It's 30 coffees in 30 days. I'm so happy to report we finally are above zero. <laughs> now I started this goal eight days in to November, so I'm, I kind of expect it to be a little bit behind. We have three coffees as of now, so we're 27 short. So holy cow, we are thirsty. We're on the side of the road. It's a desert. It's super hot, it's like 120 degrees outside. I know people say that coffee depletes your your hydration levels. I think that's complete bullshit. So please help us out by buying us a coffee. How do you do that? You go to buymeacoffee, buymeacoffee.com forward slash geopats. Don't forget the S. I appreciate anything you do, whether it be sharing the pre-written social media post on your social media or by buying us a coffee or two or five or 10 or whatever. So today, today we're going to hear a clip from Antonella's original conversation with me. And for this clip, we go into the book, Parsley and Coriander. We start off with a surprise summary from one of her fans of the book to give you a context for the conversation. Then we talk about who she wrote it for, who it's ended up being for, uh, if there's going to be a sequel to the sequel, because there's book one, Parsley and Coriander, book two is only in Italian, and book three, uh, so Parsley and Coriander is in Italian and English, 
and I believe it's either in or getting translated into Chinese. And book two is only in Italian. And is there going to be a book three is something that comes up in the conversation as well. And finally, since she wrote the book about Italian expats in the city that she lives in in China, Suzhou, China, right next to Shanghai, I couldn't help but ask if there was any kerfuffles in her community there, if they thought that some of the characters were based on them, if that was a problem, and that kind of thing. So those are the few things that we talk about in this under 10-minute clip for you today. If you want to hear the full interview with Antonella uh, from... If you want to hear the full clip from Antonella, you can dig into the show notes and I will have that link for you there. The show notes can be found at stephfuccio.com forward slash napodpomo, N-A-P-O-D-P-O-M-O forward slash 54. Let's get to that conversation about Parsley and Coriander by Antonella Moretti. So to introduce Parsley and Coriander, there is a quote from Instagram that I saw last week that I thought was really interesting. Marina is her name, and she is a Russian expat in Shanghai. And I believe she went to your book event last week in Shanghai. And she wrote this on her Instagram. Today, I've participated in a lovely presentation of a book about the life of expat wives in China. Moving to China, each one is free to choose the way of living and adapt to the Chinese environment or not. Some of the people can see a great opportunity in these changes, and some of them can't. Italian expat wife and now a famous writer, Antonella Moretti, found these changes for good, gave up her boring job as an accountant, and started what she really loved, write a blog about the life of Italians in China, which turned into this lovely book. All of the characters are the products of the author's imagination, but in if you live in China, you can easily recognize you and your friends in these characters. Enjoy reading. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything about the summary that she did of the book that you'd like to add? I'm very happy to know that readers have this opinion about the book because in the book I, I tried to picture as many kinds of experts I could. Some of them adapt very quickly and they enjoy. Mm -hmm. Some others never can adapt and eventually they go back home <laughs> mm -hmm. because you cannot live here in China if you hate every day. It's a tough country and you really need to see the positive sides of the life here. So you won't make it if you don't find something positive. So yes, this was my purpose when I started to write the book because when I arrived in China, of course, everything was new for me and I was excited. I didn't have a very strong cultural shock. But the, all the people I met, they were so fascinating for me. And the ex, Of course, at the beginning, I met uh, more experts, Italians uh, the first than others, uh, nationalities. And all these feelings, especially of women, because I'm a woman, so I identify more with other women's feelings. They were so, so many feelings, different feelings. I really needed to write about them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So was the book a way for you to understand other expats or for you to understand your own experience? I think both. To understand and also to tell other people, especially in Italy, because I'm sure 
you also have the same experience when you go back to your country you have you get always the same questions <laughs> from people and sometimes you think they are silly questions but they are not because they don't know anything about your life in China how can be daily life and uh, not only the the big things but the small thing where do you buy vegetables uh, how can you find <laughs> what you need this very basic things of life so um, yeah. I want to to describe the daily life of mothers and wives mm-hmm. and how we deal <laughs> with China yeah. every day Are you going to write a third book in the sequel? I really like to write the third book. Yeah. I have a, a couple of ideas, but mm. I don't know. At first, I need to understand for whom I want to write this book. I want to write another Italian book, mm-hmm. uh, so focus on the Italian market, which mm-hmm. <laughs> actually is not so satisfying as a market in Italy books don't sell that much mm-hmm. or try to write a book in English and uh, so I can have a good editor and focus on the English market but this is huge because of course not only English native speaker mm-hmm. countries but the whole world can read English and this will be just too much for me alone to do especially for the promotion. So I would risk to be a drop in the ocean and nobody would notice the book. So in this case, I should find an agent or somebody who can help me. Or the third option could be write a book for the Chinese readers. Think about a story, a very correct story, (laughs) (laughs) too much sensitive, about the difference of culture maybe a funny story, a love story, something. Mm-hmm. And, and I could try to find a Chinese publisher. But these are very ambitious projects. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm still waiting a little bit. I get that. It's not just about the writing. There's that whole infrastructure of publishing. And, and is there a market for it? Are they going to buy it? Because it's your time that goes into it. Not yeah. a lot of articles about mm-hmm. Italian culture and it's very um, enjoyable because I can see my own culture from the outside and I'm having a lot of fun writing this article. <laughs> Have you so gotten I, much feedback from Italians on the book? Yes, yes, I had. Mm-hmm. I had many experts, but also many Italians who never went abroad. They were very curious to know about this daily life in China. Very cool. I had, a, yes, a good success in Italy for the first book. Because Italians, there's a trend now. Uh, we have many websites about living abroad. Mm-hmm. And so it's always uh, an interesting topic for them. Well, okay, let's talk about Sujo. So you wrote the book and the characters in the book aren't necessarily the people in Sujo, but they might be little bits of them. Did the people you know in Sujo react in any way, like because they might have thought they were a character in the book? I was very worried, you know. <laughs> Understandably so. <laughs> when I released the Italian version, I was very worried because I really tried to mix all uh, the things very well. So no one of the character is actually a real person. But right. in any in each of the characters, there's something about real persons I've, I've met. 
a story or maybe an attitude, a special word they say. Yes, I try to mix them very well. But mm -hmm. anyway, I won't worry because in the book there are also negative characters. And I thought, what if some of my friends would identify herself in these characters? Mm -hmm. Maybe never speak to me again. <laughs> so first I asked to a, a small group of friends to read the book before and be honest with me. And they said, no, no, it's okay. Go on, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I went and, okay, now I can tell you, I still have all my all of my friends. Yay! Nobody <laughs> <laughs> tried to kill me or <laughs> hate me. So... Yes, ah, I was, uh, I felt <laughs> relieved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a concern because people do read it and they might make assumptions. So it, I'm glad they knew it was fiction. <laughs> and another thing I realized that people will see in the book what they want to see. Well, maybe that person is negative, but sh uh, she doesn't realize she thinks she's open-minded and everything. So she will appreciate open-minded characters. Or, or maybe another one is racist and will see only the bad things about China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I realized that every person uh, saw in the book uh, what they wanted to see. I think all this when we read books. Ba, ba, ba. Thank you so much to Antonella, who took the time to not only come on and talk about her book and expat bookish things the first time we chatted, but to come back on and to be so stinking honest and genuine and wonderful uh, in her reflection yesterday and uh, to allow us to revisit the original conversation in today's clip as well. I really, really appreciate everything that she does for the expat community in China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by stephfuccio.com, where I offer custom services, including but not limited to podcast editing, podcast consulting, and more. Again, the show notes can be found at stephfuccio.com forward slash pomo forward slash 54. Thank you so much. This is a daily production for another, another six days. <laughs> so I'll be back tomorrow.